0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for taking the time to join us on SADA's Cloud & Clear podcast. This is a conversation about what we have that's happening in technology and how together with Google Cloud and our Alliance partners, we're making paths forward for our customers. I'm excited today to introduce you to Dan Sperling, who is a Senior Vice President of Engineering at Teradata. Dan, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Brian. Great to be here.
0: Happy to have you. Uh so at the beginning we really just want to sort of get to know each other and let the let the audience get to know you as well. So we just wanna uh you know start off with some introductions. And so uh tell us a little bit about yourself. Like where where are you based? Uh what is your data journey that led you to Teradata and just anything else that you wanna tell the audience about you?
1: Perfect. Uh so I am based in sunny San Diego. It is currently gorgeous outside and warm and beautiful. I say all these things because I came from Seattle. I was in Seattle for 40 something years and, uh, born and raised there. And so being, being able to come down to San Diego has been a little bit of revolutionary for me uh, and my family. I, uh, I'm an old geek, like that, and like, I, like the, uh, like the face moisturizer hides years of like hitting delivery timelines and and outage calls. But uh, I'm an old geek that has like loved to see how much tech has progressed for us as an industry. Like like the amount of change that has happened. I joined I joined the workforce in the early '90s. Uh, and, and back then when you were trying to connect up, you know, ISDN lines and, and challenges like like moving from maybe a network a network over, sorry, a, a system over into maybe the old Windows NT, right? Like, like how hard that was and how messy that was and how much tech barely permeated outside work into our personal lives. To see that shift has been awesome. So that, that for me is the thing that drives me and makes me uh, excited every day. And so moving into the space, moving at Teradata. Uh, being able to join a company who has such a rich history in constantly pushing the envelope in kind of this data space, like pushing what it means to like really do interesting things with data, pushing into the active data warehouse space and now pushing now into that like really modern data platform space. It's, I am, it is an honor to work here and I am so thankful to be here working with the team.
0: That's cool. And I'm a little bit jealous about your description of the weather over in San Diego because I am based <laughs> out of... I am based out of New York City, and we are recording today on a day where it's just absolutely gloomy, (laughs) and it's raining, and you talk about clear skies is jealous, making me jealous. You know
1: how they talk about, like, that seasonal effectiveness disorder thing, right? It didn't ever really bother me, but, uh, well, now I'm going to be a jerk to you, I'm sorry, but waking up every single day to a sunrise, it makes your day, it makes your day, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, last week there were sunrises over here. It just happened to be pushing 100 when the sun rose. <laughs> <so it's, laughs> you can't win them and all, the I guess. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. No, so that's, that's awesome. Uh, if, for a second, if you could just tell us a little bit more about Teradata for the listeners today who are joining in, who uh, may be newer to the data space, who may not be familiar with the Teradata name. Uh, can, you, can you just tell us a little bit about who Teradata is and what you're, what you're really known for in, in the analytics space?
1: Teradata is ultimately known for its ability to drive, support, enable, whatever words you want to throw in there, those incredibly complex workloads that the largest enterprises are driving today. Uh, In general, when we talk about Teradata, we talk about it uh, as the the connected multi-cloud data platform for enterprise analytics. And, And it's important to think about each of those pieces. Connected for Teradata, for those of you who have known us, we've been around for decades, and we, like I said earlier, we pushed the envelope of what it meant to be a data platform, but we are recognizing more and more in today's world, you need to be connected. You need to be part of a larger ecosystem. You need to actually be like a member of almost a society that is unlocking and enabling data. Uh, we talk about multi-cloud, we, but we don't mean multi-cloud in the boring way of like, I run on AWS and I run on Azure and I run on Google Cloud specifically here. Like we we mean it in the context of, How do we unlock and enable intelligently our customers to leverage the best cloud at the right time while thinking about data gravity or egress or data sovereignty? How do we we actually like remove the complexity of multi-cloud and then kind of run it across those spaces? We talk about the platform and and platform is moving away from software that you install on a server and moving much more to that experience of just consuming analytics, not, not running a system, right? And then finally, and probably for us most importantly, that idea of enterprise analytics, that's the the balance of saying, I want to do really, really cool stuff, really interesting data insights I want to pull out of my data, but I have to do it in the confines of an enterprise enterprise system, enterprise program, enterprise expectations. So we think about analytics in that enterprise space around how do we make sure that we can scale as big or small as they need based on the business need. How do we do that, though, while managing cost, while making sure we manage governance so that the right people have access immediately when they need it, but at the same time, we control to make sure the wrong people don't get access or that sensitive data is not published or that, like, maybe, again, that governance side or that uh, some of that sovereignty from different, like, regions laws, we make sure we protect that and help the company protect themselves. So enterprise analytics, getting value out of that data, actually doing something with that data, but in an enterprise lens
0: yeah and your comment about the the consumption model and just having analytics be there really really that's something that always catches my eye because um like don't let my good looks fool you. I do come from a background of having to rack and stack things and install software on actual <laughs> physical servers and I tell you one of the one of the things that made me a a big believer in the cloud is always uh thinking back to when I had my first when I pulled my back for the first time actually trying to lift the server, and I'm like that it's like those infomercials, like there has to be a better way, right? Like, why are we doing this? And not
1: And not that screw ramp. Remember that yeah. thing that you had the cable where you lift the server up and you'd be able to yes. shove it in? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not the answer you're talking about. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's just the ability to go into a console, just going into a console and saying, oh, I just want to consume X amount of database yeah. and have it be there. That's just
1: a world of yeah. difference to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and and yeah. you think about it, like, in every part of the rest of our life today, like I don't know about you, but I get excited about how much intelligence is built into everything. I like, I love being surprised, like pleasantly surprised by experiences. Uh, I, I I talk about this with our team internally. Like, it doesn't have to be data analytics, right? When we where we think and draw ideas from. I was setting up uh, like a ring alarm system in my house, and and just the ease it was almost like they had like gone through the steps for me a million times and tried to remove every piece of friction for me. Right. Yeah. And I, I, was, I was like, dear ring developers, thank you so much for making my life easier. Right. Like you're talking about, like that's, I really just want the alarm. Like I, yes. it's not like I really want to spend the time. It's not like I get excitement over like figuring <laughs> out how to mount like motion detectors. Right. Yeah. So yeah, totally with you.
0: Yeah. Removing the friction and the barriers is always important. And that's, that's cloud is really changing, especially for data. Cause no one wants to install things anymore like that's an old construct yes in yeah.
1: well, uh, and you you talk about that removing friction and 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 no one wanting to actually install things like one of the things that i think that we as an industry especially us on the tech side we in, as an industry need to be careful to stop thinking about cloud or talking about cloud about the infrastructure we still we still do it all the time it's like i would like to tell you about my speeds and feeds right but the idea of cloud is is uh, it was like The intent always was to allow companies, us, to focus on the thing that makes us strategic and not spend time on the stuff that's not strategic for us, right? Like so that we can have like dedicate uh, like as much time as humanly possible to make that experience in our platform, in our thing, whatever we deliver, make that experience amazing, make it delightful, make it not five-star experience, but like 10-star experience, right? And when we don't have to worry about all the the cloud stuff, all the, the systems that run it, we can, we can invest more time, more money, et cetera, on that. So yeah, you're, I'm with you 100%.
0: So speaking of the topic of things that are delightful, I do want to talk about Google Cloud for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and Teradata's journey when you started working on the partnership with Google Cloud? And uh, Google also has a lot of really innovative things in, in data tooling and infrastructure and just the way that it fundamentally works. Uh how like what what was your journey when working with Google and how do you how do you as teradata leverage a lot of the innovations that GCP brings to you?
1: Yes. I'm lucky that we started our partnership with Google before I even came here to Teradata. And so I get to build on the shoulders of what was already instantiated. We we started working with Google though originally because we knew that our ability to tap into that power you were talking about that Google Cloud brings we we saw that together with Google and Teradata Vantage we would be able to deliver tremendous business value to customers at a scale that no one can touch at a price that no one can touch so we we knew that the value from Google Cloud was critical to Vantage to be able to offer to our customers we. We are constantly working to optimize the performance and cost, working tightly with Google and their engineers there to be able to allow our customers to scale like I was talking about, to scale that enterprise level. So where, whether we're working with customers on, on just Google proper or where we're really starting to uh, integrate with Google, so the ability to query directly between Teradata and Google products like their Google Cloud Storage, Dataproc, query even, Right. And then also integrating with their pipelines, their direct pipelines like like Dataflow or Data Fusion, their 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 plethora of AI or ML technologies, and then of course the visualization tools like uh, uh, like Looker or Data Studio. The the integration that we got, as well as the power that we're able to build on, was really where we saw this massive amount of opportunity for a partnership with Google.
0: Yeah, and it's awesome seeing that because I think in in the broader space. I'm, one of the big trends, especially among the hyperscalers, is really like leveraging the best of both worlds. Because everyone, a lot of vendors and a lot of companies, are really good at certain things. But I mean, there's no one company that does everything. So I mean, it's just being able to integrate and plug I in mean, and leverage that. is kind experience. of
1: close. Like we can do almost everything. So no. I'm
0: <laughs> I'm uh, so I have to pay the bills. So I do have to ask how did you how did you become involved with uh, with Sata specifically, and why was it so awesome?
1: Yeah. I think from a SADA perspective, it's it's actually impossible to really operate in that Google Cloud ecosystem and not know about SADA. I mean, you are Google's largest reseller. You're a huge influence in the market. You do a lot to bridge that divide between the c- classic cloud provider and customer needs. SADA is there deep uh, worldwide. So. When we think about the reputation that SADA had across the industry, you're incredibly respected. It was almost interesting that we actually started, Teradata started with SADA, not as a partner to to actually sell, but actually as a partner for ourselves. And so, like, that really almost like, uh, you know, that try before you buy thing, we started with SADA getting the value that you provide to our customers as a customer. And it came so apparent to us that SADA was capable of being, obviously, much more than just our provider. Like, actually a shared provider to our customers so the relationship between teradata google cloud and sada together to really bring teradata strategy to market was was incredibly valuable to us and we were really thankful to be able to partner with you and continue partnering with you and grow that partnership uh you know coupling a lot of the best practices from teradata as well as from google cloud you were able to bring that experience that we were talking about to our customers and that, uh, you know, the classic, you know, one plus one equals three for us, it's really that one plus one plus one equals 10, right? And SADA helps us make that happen. So thank you. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. And I know, uh, I'm also directly involved in a few different, uh, aspects of the partnership with Teradata directly. So I know that we're doing a lot of cool things together and I'm actually quite excited to see where this goes throughout the next couple of years. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so yeah, pivoting, uh, Pivoting slightly a little bit, talking about uh, talking about your products and where you're where you're taking your product line. Uh, we've talked we've talked a bit about Teradata's cloud approach and and how you're how you're moving into a cloud first approach to data analytics, and that's you know that's obviously going to bring a lot of benefits to customers using your platform. Uh, looking a little bit into near future, if we kind of polish off the crystal ball for a second. Uh, what, what, are, what are the broader market trends that you're seeing with the customer base and data analytics? And, and how are these influencing the product direction and the product innovation that uh, Teradata is investing in in the near future?
1: Yeah, I, I, I love that question. And, it, and in a lot of ways, it kind of is, is, uh, it is permeated by everything we've been talking about. That experience that we want to bring to the world, that, that consumer-like experience that we should all expect from whatever business tool that we use. And then also talking about SADA and our relationship, right? Uh, you look at what Tony has built there with SADA. Tony has built a company, an impressive company that's filled with really fantastic talent. And you have a culture that really puts customers first. That permeates everything you do and all of the dealings that you have with your customers. That same idea of that customer first, we want that to permeate our product. And we want to permeate the experience that people use when they use Teradata. Uh, i I leading engineering here we have we have a team of about uh, 1300 devs just in our engineering group and we spend a ton of time thinking about how do we make that experience that that permeates every aspect of their dealing with us and makes it simpler and easier and more intuitive and more obvious while also being incredibly powerful so like when you think about that like for me i I spend a ton of time thinking about what does product innovation look like both now, like kind of that Horizon 1, Horizon 2, kind of that McKinsey idea, and then also Horizon 3. What is what is data platforms, what are data platforms going to look like in five years? I think I think we're on the cusp of some really interesting, like game-changing pivots in the industry. The idea of data warehouses plus data lakes plus data marts plus data lake houses plus RDBMS databases plus, you know, all, like, like we do that stuff because we're tech but not because anybody actually wants that, kind of like you were talking about. So uh, that's why why when I think about the future, I'm really trying to push this future, this idea of how do we make Teradata the most powerful, scalable, sustainable data platform and analytics platform, really, because data doesn't matter unless you do something with it. How do we make that for our customers? So that super long preamble to get to this idea of, When I think about the future, I think about a couple things, Uh, and I could talk about this for hours. We don't have hours, so we'll have to go get a beer later. But I think about how do we first help companies unlock the massive amounts of data that's tucked away in tons of different data quarters, and we're doing that with the launch of our Vantage Lake offering where we can connect up. It doesn't have to be in Teradata. Most of the company's data is spread throughout lots of systems. So we're investing in ways that we can get to all of these different data systems without moving everything, like data, gravities of things, you know, like physics are a thing. But how, do we, how do we get value out of the data that's tucked all over? How do we have some way of having real-time understanding of the actions that our business takes, right? All the data that we have usually is tied to an action or, you know, maybe direct or indirect that was taken. How do we have an understanding of those actions and their knock-on effects and then do something with that at massive scale with our massively parallel analytics and streaming analyst capabilities. I think about, we were talking about this earlier, I think about how do we make infrastructure completely invisible? How do we make it so that the barrier to entry, the, the hurdles that someone has to get over in order to get insights from data doesn't require infrastructure knowledge? Like that's, that's so 10 years, 20 years ago, right? And we're doing this with our like a lot of our ml and ai workload capabilities and optimizers that are built on like decades of experience and and hundreds of patents that we have how do we make that so simple though right and and, you know the classic like making something simple is really hard right uh how do we at the same time meet data scientists not just not just the anybody anywhere but the data scientists where they are and not make them learn teradata but either give them native integrations with SageMaker or Data IQ or, or Jupyter Notebooks and Jupyter like, coming out of Hub, or whatever, or maybe even just basic languages like R or Python, et cetera. How do we think about connectedness of people or of ideas, even? Like whether it's cancer research or like nuclear physics, right? How do we think about connecting data, people, firms, whatever, through data sharing capabilities? Not creating a closed ecosystem, but actually keeping the ecosystem open, leveraging these public share data capabilities or direct-to-direct sharing that we can provide to our customers. I, I, I can think about a bunch more, but I, like, you can see like, I've got so many thoughts about like, what does the future look like? What do the experiences look like around data? And how do we actually get value from all this data that we have and be able to actually influence our companies for good, Right. Obviously there's commercial good. I want all of our customers to make a ton of money, but I also want the social good too. I, I want us to actually make the world better and, and be able to see the breadcrumbs of how we've, we've influenced the world through Teradata, through Teradata Vantage. I, again, you can see, I can talk about this <laughs> ad nauseum.
0: Uh, that's good because passion is an important thing, especially when we're trying to lead products in a new direction. So yeah. that's absolutely good. But um, yeah, you, you commented on something that, that, at least I've seen throughout my career in that I, you're talking about data being in all these different places and how do you connect it all. And I feel like even if I think back to my my early days as as a junior like ETL programmer, that's really where I got my start. Yeah, in yeah, data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, even then when we're talking about the old, you know, the quote unquote systems of old, uh, the problem was still the same, right? So you have like 14 different systems and you're just trying to get Data from point A to point B so that someone can analyze it in one fell swoop, and that's just a very difficult problem it's I find it interesting that as time goes on, the problem statement more or less is the same, but because of the proliferation of source system end user tools, the problems has gotten worse, and it's interesting seeing how different vendors are trying to approach that problem and build solutions for that
1: and and yeah. one of the challenges we have is like everybody is trying to give us data now i uh, like i I don't know if you like if you've got any of these things but like fridges and dishwashers like dumping data like I I do I need of that data? I, I, of course yeah. I mean it's valuable but but to like insert person insert Viking or KitchenAid or mate I don't care right the data is valuable for them like and if and if somehow they can pull all this data in, and figure out why things break earlier, why things, like how people are using it and stopping and starting, et cetera, like if they can make it more intelligent, more intuitive for me as an end user with that data, I'm all for it, right? And, and we don't know what data is going to be valuable. And so now I'm rambling, but to get to your point, like, so we take just tons and tons of data and we've got all the sensor data we throw over here. We've got usage data we throw over here. We've got experience data. We've got sales data, like, and there's all these different systems and the average person, like not, not trying to say the data scientist, even the data scientists though, like the average person doesn't want to call up IT and submit a ticket and wait two weeks and get a data set, and it's the wrong data set. And they pull it into the best analytics tool ever, Microsoft Excel, right? Because they don't have something else, right? Like we, we gotta be better. And so am, I'm excited at Teradata, to your point, the passion, I'm excited at Teradata to be making it better.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, but I don't think I really need any companies understanding what my late-night ice cream eating habits are, so I think my, my fridge is okay being isolated. <laughs> I
1: oh, gosh. Yeah. I was, I was at a restaurant this last weekend, uh, and I got some... Uh, oh, now I'm going to mess it up. I got panna cotta, right? but I was like, I would like some polenta, please. And the, the poor gentleman was like, Polenta? For dessert i was like yes it's so good I saw it on the menu it's like you mean panna cotta yeah so not only do our fridges not need to know like what we do we, they also don't need to know the mistakes we make
0: uh, ah yeah. see that's a data quality problem
1: data quality. yes <laughs> that's, good. that's good great uh, you, great point you did
0: you did you did say a keyword that did catch my eye and i did want to ask you about that but you you uh you mentioned not only teradata being being commercially beneficial to customers but also sort of doing good in the world and you did say the word sustainable in one of your answers. And I did want, I put a pin in that. and I want to take that pin out for a second. But if you could tell me, uh, if there's anything you can share with me and the viewers about uh, your views on, on sort of ESG, uh, environmental, social, and governance topics, and sort of technology for good. If there's anything you can share, I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah. When we, when we talk about ESG as, as a world, we almost always, always focus in on like climate, Right. But there's so much like you said about like just the whole idea of like, how are we trusted? How are we honest, right? How do we think about governance and enable customers? Like, especially with GDPR was really the first one that really pushed us, right? But how do we make, think about making that side of like customer privacy protection seamless and easy for our customers? So we do a lot of work in that space around governance, around true social, uh, and then around true kind of sustainability. But specific to the sustainability part, There's almost this yin yang. The amount of compute, the amount of carbon creation, the amount of heat, the amount of electricity used to drive analytics is massive. And so we, from a Teradata perspective, are constantly working and making huge investments. I've got teams, literally, that are working on making sure that we drive down the cost of those analytics with like really intelligent optimization so that we can honestly say for this query, I mean, I'm going to get down to the nuts and bolts, but for this query, we promise that we will be cheaper, sure, dollar, right? But we will have less of an environmental impact with this query. We will have. We understand how the data is being used. We have intelligence that is actually out there understanding where and why data is being used. So that we don't move a ton of data and increase our carbon footprint because of it. That we don't move or drive a ton of analytics on a large swath of data when we really only needed a couple pieces of it. I know it sounds ridiculous and, and, and it sounds crazy to say like we're we're shaving off margin on every single query and every single piece of data move, et cetera. But when we're talking about billions of queries a day, our customers today do billions and billions and billions of queries a day. When we're talking about shaving off pieces, we're talking about a massive impact overall. And that's something that's important to us. And we've got people who are specifically passionate about how we're reducing our environmental footprint, knowing that we're going to do stuff with the data anyway how to re- reduce it as much as possible, so yeah, great question.
0: Gotcha that's awesome because I do th- uh, that topic is something that's very important to me as well, and we're trying to do a lot of work uh, with with you actually uh, with Teradata to try to uh, formulate some solutions around sustainability and how to make computing uh, as clean as we possibly can so I'm glad you're as jazzed up about that as I am because I think that's you know it's a shared it's a shared problem across the entire world so it's very important that kind of we all do the best we can in whatever we're working on to try to minimize our footprint. So I'm glad that that's something that you're focusing on. Today. Yeah.
1: And we're trying to make it so there's a financial incentive, right? We want it to look like not only, not only are we making it have a lower impact from an environmental perspective, but actually it's cheaper for you. So we're incenting the behavior with our customers to actually like use it, leverage it, to actually drive down your, drive down your utilization, uh, still get the answers you need, but drive it down and incent with cost. Like the more that we can do that as a society, like I'm not, and now I'm, now I'm kind of virtue driving, but the more we can actually drive, like the incentives that drive better behavior, we'll, we'll all be better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but as we, as we wrap up, I did want to give you the last word. Is there anything else that you'd like to impart and share with our, with our listeners today?
1: Yeah. I, the, I, first of all, thank you again. It was great spending time with you. I know this was quick, but uh, it was wonderful to chat with you and, and chat with your viewers. Uh, for Teradata, for me, for Teradata, when we think about our long-term business strategy and where we're going and how we're reimagining, again, this, this data ecosystem, data operating system, what this world looks like, we, we are trying to drive digital transformations all over the world. Right? And transformation, I know, is an overused buzzword, but the reality is, like, digital and data is allowing customers to truly, like, next-generation change, right? Right. And so as we're going through the, this cloud-native, this hybrid area of, era of data, right, we are looking to drive that open, connected, uh, seamless, simple, consumable, radically easy data analytics capability for our customers, for our shared customers. And we're going to keep on pushing the envelope with our existing industry-leading capabilities and then with their innovation that we're launching every day through our Teradata Innovation Labs, we're going to keep on pushing the envelope and we are excited to do so with SADA. Thank you again, uh, it was a pleasure.
0: Oh yeah, thank you. I appreciate your time and I appreciate the time of the viewers who tuned in to listen to us uh, listen to us talk about talk about cloud technology. Uh, with that, I did wanna close up and also real quick shout out. We do have our first, uh, our first ever SADA customer conference coming up. It's called SADA Impact. It will be on September 14th and 15th and we're gonna be bringing together the best of our customers uh, representation from SADA, Google, as well as uh, Teradata and other other valued partners as well. So uh, go to the website, learn more about it. We'd love to have you sign up and see you there. Yeah. 40, and with that...
1: 43 days yeah. away, I saw that uh, one of the guest <laughs> speakers uh, is Alexis. I have lost way too many hours of my life to read it. Uh, so I, I, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: cool. Well, again, thank you for the time and thank you to the viewers for tuning in and hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Brian. Take care. Yep. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Cloud & Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud & Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.